So today's daf is Shabbos daf Samach. We are on Nun Tes Amad Beis. We are up to seven lines from the bottom. V'loy betabas she'ein aleha chaysem. So this is quoting from our Mishnah. Our Mishnah had a list of things that women were not allowed to wear in the street on Shabbos and Rosh Rabim, perhaps in Rosh Hashanah as well. And one of the things were, were a uh, tabas, a ring she'ein aleha chaysem that does not have a signet on it. And what will be the problem? So we're going to assume right now, and we'll see the Gemara when we learn the Mishnah. This is in the category of jewelry, and they might take it off. So the Gemara says, It sounds like if there was a chaysam on it, a signet on it, so not only would it be an isadara, but it would be an isadaraisa, because it would be a masoi, it would be a, a burden to walk around with that on Shabbos. You're not stamping anything on Shabbos. So that would, that would be an isadaraisa. So what do we see from there? Alma, we see from there, lav tachshitu. It is not considered an ornament, a tachshit, because if it was, in fact, an ornament, so there might be an isadara banon of you might remove it on Shabbos, but to say it's Isser Daraisa, the Yerchai of Achatas, that must be, it's not considered a Tachshit, it's considered a Masoy, a burden, a Shlep. So we're going to ask the following question. Now we're going to try to figure out where we're going to ask a question regarding women's clothing, women's jewelry. We're going to go to Tum of Tahara one more time. So Ramino, I'll ask you a stira. It says in Kalim, Tachshite Nashim, that women's ornaments, Tameim, they're, they're Makabal Tumah. Because it's considered a bag, it's considered a, uh, a keli. Velu nashim. Which things are tachshite nashim? We have katlois, these chokers, nizamim, your uh, your uh, nose rings, v'tabois, and regular rings. Now v'tabas, what, what, what's a what's a ring? Whether it has a signet on it, whether it does not have a signet on it. So what do we see from here? And also one more thing, the nizmehaaf and a uh, the nizmehaaf. Uh, these nose rings are also makabotumah. Uh, so by the way, I, I translated wrong. The zamim earlier meant nizmehaoizen, the ear earrings, the makabotumah, and the final thing is nizmehaaf uh, nose rings. Now, what's the point of bringing this price? So we see from here that whether it's a tabas and has a signet, or a tabas it's considered a tachshit, a tachshite, it's considered an ornament. So how could you tell me that if, if a woman would wear a signet ring in the street on Shabbos? She'd be chayavachatas. So it's not a tachshit. The b'risa clearly says it is a tachshit. So we have a few terutzim. So I'm rabbi, they were like kasha. Ha, rabbi nechemit, this opinion, this, our Mishnah is the shita of Rabbi Nechemya, and therefore we're going to see that when a person wears a ring, they care about the signet, since for a woman the signet is, is, uh, is not important, therefore it's considered a masoi, okay? And this brysa in Kalim, this Mishnah in Kalim, that's the shita of the Chachamim, that we care about the band itself, and since the band, it's a nice band, so it is not a problem mid of wearing it on Shabbos. Now we're just going to explain the Machlekes, the uh, Rabbi Nechemia and the Rabbanon, the Tanim Hutton of Baisa. 
we had this price earlier. Let's say a ring is made out of metal. The actual band is made out of metal. But the seal, the signet, is made out of some type of wood. So halacha is the Tanakhama holds Tamea. It's Makabo Tama. Now, what are we discussing over here? You have two different materials. You have the metal. So the metal is Makabo Tama, but you have wood. And the wood, Shute Kleates, wooden things, are typically not Makabo Tama unless it has a receptacle. So let's see. If the band, if the band is metal, he shamateches v'chaysama, and the signet is made out of wood. It's tamea, it's makabal tuma, because the band is metal, and that's mateches. That's your classic tuma. However, he shalamlik, if the band of the ring is made out of wood, v'chaysama shamateches, but the signet is made out of metal, so it has some metal in it, tahira, it's tar. Why? So we could assume because the main component of a ring is the band. And since the band is the ikr, it's the, uh, we're going to say it's the davr ha-maimir, it's holding this ring together, and since that's made out of wood, so we look at that, it's not makabotama. Rab Nechemia, no, he says the opposite. Metame, he holds his tame, it's tame. A wooden band with a metal sig, uh, signet would be tame. Why? Shari Rab Nechemia, I'm Rab Nechemia said, petabas, when it comes to a ring, we go by the stamp, we go by the, the signet, that's the most important thing, but all, when it comes to a yoke on a cow, so some Gemaras have a picture, if you go by the pegs, so these are the, uh, the things that, that hang down uh, going towards the cow's neck, I have a, uh, a picture here in my Gemara, I'll show it without spilling my coffee, okay, everybody see it? So you have those, uh, you have those pegs going down on the on the, uh, the on the cow. So that the ikker. Now, what would the rabbanon hold? No, they hold a big piece that keeps it together, the beam on top. That would that would be the ikker. Okay. Keep going. Bekoilov. So now we're on samach manalov. Bekoilov. When it comes to like a display board, someone selling ties or uh, or something. Halech acher masmeroy. So we go by the nails. Since the nails are metal, that's. That is uh, the most important thing. And basula, when it comes to a ladder, halech achar shelivoisa. You go by the rungs. Maarsa, when you're dealing with a scale, you want to figure out is it makabotuma. Halech achar shal shaloisa. You go by the chains, and you have uh, iron chains. So then it would be tummy, even though the the uh, the scale might have been made out of wood. Still, that is the opinion of Rabbi Nechemia. So he goes by either the most important thing or something. That's significant. That if that's metal, so the whole thing is makabotuma. That's the opinion of Rav Nechemia, and therefore he holds that a ring is the significant part of a ring is the chaysam is the signet, and therefore he holds that the signet's made out of metal, even if the band is made out of wood, it's still makabotuma. Everything goes by the maimed, the the uh, thing that's keeping the the keli together. So when it comes to a ladder, the rungs are not keeping it together. It's the side beams of the ladder. That's the strong part of it. That's the maimed. If that's metal, it's makabotama. If that's wood, that's not makabotama. Now, by the way, we mentioned this uh, way back when we brought this originally. Based on this discussion and a few other sugyas and shas, there's halacha, there's a dispute in the, in the Shulchanach in Hilchas Tzvilas Kalim regarding uh, what I would call today a Teflon frying pan, where you have a plastic or Teflon coating on the outside, but the, the, the maimid of the pan is metal. 
the stainless steel or something that you're uh, iron something that that's metal that typically needs tefillah. So if you look in Shulchan Aruch, we would typically be machmir, maybe maybe without a bracha. We could discuss that a different time, but. It, one of the sources is this concept that hakol holich achar maimim. When it comes to tumah v'tahara, assuming we compare tefilas kelim to hilchos tumah v'tahara, we go after the maimim. So circling back to our mishnah, so since this halacha of tabas that has a chaysim is machlekes rabbi nechem and the chachamim, according to the chachamim, the band is the ikker and the and the emblem is is nothing. So therefore. It's even though a woman would wear it on Shabbos, according to the Chachamim, since the band is the most important thing, so then she's not Oivrenus of Daraisa because it's a, it's a band. It's a wedding band. It's something. It's an ornament. However, according to the significant part is the Chaisam. So why is a woman walking around with a Chaisam? So therefore, it would be an Isra Daraisa. So our mission is like Rabbi Nechemya, and the Mishnah in, in Kalim is the sheet of the Chachamim. That's... Answer number one. Hi, Moish. How you doing? Fine, man. Good. You're back. Nice to see you. Yes. Okay. That is answer number one. So, Moish, we're up to four lines from the top. Sama Chaman Aleph Rava Amar. You with us? Yeah. Sama Chaman Aleph. Yeah. Okay, great. So comes answer number two. Rava Amar, Rava says, let's start them Katani. When the Mishnah brought down that Tabas is called a Tachshit, it's saying, well, it depends. There's different types of rings. So Yeshulah if it has a Chaysom, if it has a emblem, Tachshit Ish, then that would be considered a Tachshit for a man. The Enalah Chaysom, if there is no emblem, there's no uh, symbol, I'm sorry, there's no symbol on it, there's no uh, stamp, then tachshit to Isha, it will be a tachshit for a woman. So going back to to our Mishnah, sorry, so going back to Mishnah and Caleb, it's discussing that both of these could be a tachshit for for uh, Tum of Tahara. If it has a chaysam, it's a tachshit for a man. If it doesn't have a chaysam, it's a tachshit for a woman. So if a woman would actually wear it on Shabbos and it has a chaysam, so it comes out that she's wearing something that's not a tachshit. So you no longer have any question. Our Mishnah says, seemingly, we should be chayev achatas, because for a woman to wear a tabas that has a chaysam, everyone agrees that it's not considered a tachshit. So that is answer number two. Answer number three. You're asking me about, you're comparing Tuma and Shabbos. I mean, we've been doing that the whole Masechta. But he says, how can you compare Tuma to Shabbos? Why? Tuma, when it comes to Tuma, when, I, when I'm trying to figure out if something is Makabal Tuma. So we base it off the Pesukim in, in, uh, by the Mechama with Midian. So the Torah says that any keli that's maisa, that, that actually does something, it functions, that's Makabal Tuma. That's called a Klihu. That's a keli. Shabbos, when it comes to Shabbos, I don't care if it functions. Let's say a person takes a baseball glove and he puts it on his head. It functions as, as you know, to catch a ball. But that's a masoy. Nobody would call that a begad. Masoy amrachman, that, that's what defines whether I'm allowed to wear it on Shabbos or not. So I don't care if in Tumah V'tahara it's called a Tachshit or, 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 or masoy. It doesn't make a difference. By Tumah V'tahara, I have to figure out one question. Does this, this material, is that a keli? Does it have a function? Yes, it could catch a ball, right? So it's a glove. It could catch a ball. A glove might be a, it's a bad, bad example. But um, I look at something, a cup. A cup is a kli because it, it functions to, so you can put coffee in it and drink it, right? But if I put it on my head, that's not considered wearing it on Shabbos. So we're dealing with two different 
two different uh, considerations when I when I'm trying to define if something's a tachshin or not, and therefore he says, Tumah Shabbos Karamas, you're comparing Tumah to Shabbos, Tumah Klima Yisabachmana Kliu, but Shabbos Mishamasimachmana, and therefore, Inalat Choysam, if there's no Choysam on it, so it's a tachshin, it's considered a normal ornament. However, Yeshalat Choysam, if it has a, a, a signet on it, you're right, it's a Kali, but still Masoy, it's a schlep to walk around with a stamp on your finger, and that is the third way of answering this stira. Okay, back to the Mishnah. So, we'll keep going. The Mishnah said, a woman cannot go out with a machat, uh, a nail, that doesn't have a... Uh, it's a needle. A, a needle. Yes, you're right. Nails are coming up. That does not have a, uh, an eye. What is it fitting for? Since a woman could collect her hair, meaning if the hair is going to come out from underneath her techel uh, or sheitel, she wants to bring it back in, and put it back in her bun, so then she would use this nail, this uh, needle. Amalei Abaya, Abaya said, if it's a heavy kibiris tohera, vetishtri. So it should be like a garter which holds a skirt or stockings, something like that, that's a belt garter. And halacha is, it's tishtri, you're allowed to wear that on Shabbos. So why, if if we're saying the, the needle is going to collect her here, so it should be mutter. So the Gemara says, "El tir Gemara of Adar Narshal Kami Derav Yosef Hoyel veIsha Chalekes Bas Saara b'Shabbos." So I'm sorry, Hoyel veIsha Chalekes Bas Saara. The the reason why a machat, the reason why a a uh, a needle is considered a functioning ornament, we have to figure out why. Hold on, we, we, we have to figure out between one or two things. The Mishnah says it's Aser, but we know it's only in Isidra Abanan. So we have to assume that it's considered a Tachshit, it's considered an ornament, right? But you can't wear it because you might show your friend. So we're trying to figure out, it can't be in Isidra Raisa, that it's a Masoy, but it can't be Mutter totally because the Mishnah says it's in Isidra Abanan. So what's the case? I'm finding a case where there is a purpose of wearing it. Since a woman, she, uh, she parts her hair using this needle, so then you see that it has some use on Shabbos. I'm sorry, so, some use, okay? So the commercial says, but Shabbos, chazia. Yeah, but on Shabbos, why would they use it to part the hair? You're not allowed to part your hair on Shabbos. Or Rashi, Rashi learns you're not allowed to comb your hair on Shabbos. Toysavis brings down that, according to Rab, to Rab Shimon, we say as long as it's not a psik reishi, as long as it's not for sure that you're going to remove hair using a very soft brush, uh, there would not be a problem of brushing your hair or combing your hair on Shabbos. You'll uh, look like depending on what brush you're using. So, but either way, Rashi says, Lamai Chazia, what does it fit for? You can't part your hair, you can't comb your hair on Shabbos. Amarava, so it's a totally different case. So this needle, on the, the head of the needle, had a, a plate of gold. So that was some type of jewelry. Now, and, and it had uh, dual purposes. Bachol, during the week, Chalekes Basar, used it to comb your hair. And you, put, you stuck it back in there. And Bashabis, Bashabis, you wouldn't uh, part your hair with it because it's Asr. What you would do is Mani Chasa Patachta. You would let it hang down uh, on your forehead. So, what's the problem? So, on one hand, you're wearing it. So, it's not an Isidaraisa. So, we, we checked box number one that it cannot be an Isidaraisa because the Mishnah said it's only an Isidarabanan. So, it has a, the ornament feature that they would wear this gold needle on their head. Now, why is it Asr Medrabanan? 
same theme as the entire Mishnah. That is jewelry. Now that it's a fancy schmancy needle with gold on it, she's gonna she might take it off to show her friend. So that fits with our Mishnah. And now we're able to move on to the next Mishnah. So the first Mishnah spoke about what women could wear. Here we have the discussion regarding men. The Mishnah Hamasumar. A man cannot go out with a sandal hamasumar. So this means a uh, a hobnailed sandal, which uh, you can Google it. They have this in your local shoe store. I don't know if they're open today, but they do have these types of sandals. Think about a typical leather uh, uh, sandal. So a man cannot go out without it. Can't go out with this on Shabbos. So we'll see why. You cannot go out with one shoe. You can't walk around with one shoe. Unless someone has a cast or something, we'll see what this means, on his other foot or on the same foot. We'll see what, exactly what, what the uh, Mishnah means. And we'll see that. There's a, there's a concept. Let's say someone's shoe fell off on Shabbos and he lives in a place where there's no, uh, there's no Erev. He lost his shoe. So, can he walk home with one shoe? What would be the concern? So you can think of a few concerns. One concern would be maybe someone's going to think that he's carrying the other shoe uh, underneath his, uh, you know, in his pocket or something. That would be one concern. The other concern would be that he's going to see someone that he's embarrassed to walk around with, you know, with one shoe. He sees uh, someone down the block, his rabbi or whatever you want to, his girlfriend, I don't know, something. He's going to be embarrassed to walk around with one shoe. So he's going to end up carrying his one shoe. So therefore, one is not allowed to walk around on Shabbos with one shoe. Okay. Is that first? Is that first concern an actual concern? I mean, because if he's acting with halacha, walking with one shoe, then what do we care if other people think he's carrying the other shoe? No, but here they think he's carrying a second shoe, which would be innocent derisa to carry the second shoe. So what? Uh, same thing as using rocks as uh, to hold down tablecloths. You know, if you were if you set aside those rocks before Shabbos, and you know, right? And he said these rocks to hold down tablecloths. And who cares about other people? See, I, it's always a tricky question whenever you you discuss Maris Ayn. So at some point, we're going to say that everyone knows. You know, everyone knows that you could use rocks, and if they don't know, then they should figure it out. But why would everyone? There's no there's no Torah written about wearing one shoe in the street. Right? So when would everybody know? When a person has a cast on his other foot. Oh, it makes sense. He's wearing one shoe. Because his other foot has, he has a band-aid on his foot. But a guy walking around with one shoe, like, what's going on here? Right? Maybe he's carrying it. Why else would he only wear one shoe? So again, many Rishonim learn that's not the reason. That's not a strong enough reason. Maybe, I don't know, he's, 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 he's odd. He wears one shoe. So they have a second reason, which is, I think that's the reason brought in Shulchan Aruch, that a person might be embarrassed. He'll see his friend. He'll see someone. He'll end up taking off the second shoe. And he'd rather walk barefoot than to wear one shoe. Okay. What if he's wearing two different shoes? Let's say you walk outside in the sh- on Shabbos, you walk into shul, and you're, uh, you realize you, you know, it was dark in the, in the morning, you woke up for Zikin, you couldn't see what you were doing, and you, you put on two different shoes. And it's, there's no Erev. Are you allowed to walk, keep walking, or do you have to take off your shoes? You might be embarrassed. You might not be carrying it. Okay. We'll see later on when we get to the Gemara regarding this. So that is halacha number two. Number three, tefillin. A person cannot walk out with tefillin on Shabbos. We'll see what this means. You can't walk out with an amulet unless it has been proven to work. You can't walk out with some type of shield, a coat of mail. With a helmet, shin guards. So things that soldiers would wear a person typically cannot wear, so we'll see why not. Why can't he wear it? Let's say he wants to play dress-up, he wants to wear his uh, soldier uniform, or he wants to wear his goalie equipment. Why can you not wear that on Shabbos? So we'll see later on. 
Now, if you in all these cases, ain't a chayv chatos. So in all these cases, you will not be chayv chatos for wearing these things. So let's go through this one at a time, and this will take a few uh, a few dafim to get through all these uh, all these cases. So let's see the first case. Sandal hamasumer my timer. So what's the problem with this? With this uh, classic sandal. So Amar Shmuel, Shmuel says, Shilfei Hagazera Hayu. So there's different Girsoites in this Gemara, either Shilfei Hashmad or Shilfei Hagazera Hayu. There were those that were running away from the Shmad, that uh, there, was a, there was a time when Kaisro were getting uh, many times throughout Gaulus. So this is one of those times, either uh, I think it's in the time of Hadrian. So they were running away. What happened was, so they gathered and they were hiding out in a cave, either to Davin, there was a Xerah, they couldn't keep uh, you know, religious activity going. So they're hiding out in this cave. Whoever wants to come in, make sure nobody sees you and come in. If you want to go out, you can't go out, you can't leave. Okay? So what happened was nepach They realized that someone's sandal, the way the way these uh, sandals were made is that you had these spikes uh, or cleats coming out, and they would be facing towards the front of the shoe, meaning they're coming out from the bottom of the of the of the. Do I have any slippers here? No. So <laughs> they were uh, coming out from the bottom uh, underneath the the sole, and you had these spikes coming out, and you'd be able to tell by the footprints. Where, which direction this person was going based on the spikes. I actually Googled it before. They, they found ancient footprints from either Roman soldiers. They found this in Israel. Different, uh, different archaeological diggings, they found these uh, footprints of these spikes of the this, of this sandal. Interesting. So anyways, you're able to tell which direction the person was walking. Now, this person was walking in, into the shul, but his sandal flipped, and the print looked like he was going out. So what happened was, they didn't realize that. So Nepach flipped over. They're looking at the footprints. And, you know, the people in Chalm looking at the footprints and said, oh, someone must have left. And the rule was, nobody's allowed to leave this cave until the coast is clear. Now, if someone left, they must have seen him, the people standing outside, the, uh, the, the, this army, and therefore, they're coming to get us. So, unfortunately, they, uh, they panicked, they pushed each other, they all killed each other. More than what the enemies would have done to them. There are so many people here, they would have been able to fight off the enemies, but because they trampled each other, they got all nervous, based on how the shoe looked, therefore we cannot wear it on Shabbos. Based on the shoe. So what's shot on this? So we're just going to give a little preview. The Ram says, and many Rishonim say, why can't I wear this on Shabbos? Because this, by wearing this shoe on Shabbos, people are going to remember this story. And, and uh, what if, what's the big deal if you remember the story? By remembering the story, you're, you're going to end up having uh, Agmas Nefesh, on Shabbos, and a person we know the Karasal Shabbos Oinig, you have to have Oinig Shabbos. So by remembering the story, you're going to have uh, uh, you're going to lower your Oinig Shabbos, and therefore you cannot wear a sandal Hamasumer ha, uh, on Shabbos. That is version number one of the story. We have two more. Rabbi Loi ben Elazar, Rabbi Ma'ara Hayyoshin. Yeah, you're right. The truth is they were in a cave. V'shamu kol me'al gabi ha'mara. They heard some some voice, some sound on top of the cave. K'svurun ha'yosh ba'an le'in oven. Dachu zeh bezev hargu zeh zeh yosh imash hargu. It's a similar story, similar result. They died based on the panic of 
the enemies were coming. Rami by Yechezkel Amar, it was a different story of Beis HaKnesses, it wasn't in a uh, cave, it was in Shul. They heard this voice from behind the Shul, So they killed each other based on their panic, and and uh, at that point, Chacham said it, one of these three stories, you cannot walk out with a sandal hamasumar. So the Gemara says, hold on, and I kind of gave this away, but the Gemara says, it should be also during the week. Why only on Shabbos? So the Gemara says, the whole thing was on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, the Yomtev Lishtari, so fine. I mean, so the story happened on Shabbos, so maybe we should be allowed to wear these shoes on Yantif. Why are we learning the Mishnah? The Mishnah says, so some people skip, some versions skip this uh, first line, but we'll read it. Meshach and Kalim Yantif, you could uh, send presents to your friend on Yantif, whether it, it, uh, it could be used right away, it's sewed together, or it's not sewed together, and the only thing they could use it for is sitting on it. Avaloi Sandal Hamasomar. You cannot send a Sandal Hamasomar. You can't send a, a, uh, a shoe, one of these sandals. Right, this nailed uh, sandal. Veloy Minosh in a tougher, and you can't send the shoe that wasn't sewed because that you can't even use it. So there's two things going on in this, in this Mishnah. One thing is, which actually comes up halachalamaisa on Shabbos. You cannot give someone a gift that they cannot use on Shabbos. So there's a question, can you buy someone, you know, can you, can you bring a gift on Shabbos? Giving, uh, you know, bar mitzvah boy his, uh, his Shabbos Aryeh in, in, uh, in Beis Yisrael. So David, I don't know if they gave your son uh, gave Tzvi his Shabbos Aryeh. No? Okay. So uh, there's a whole Shiloh. How do you do it? How do you give a child, how do you give the bar mitzvah boy a present on Shabbos? If he's not going to open it, so, <laughs> so, the, so, okay, hopefully he'll open it that Shabbos. So if he's, if, oh, Zoom, a Zoom present, okay, fine. That's the joke. They give the they give the bar mitzvah boy an umbrella, so at least he'll open it, you know. Okay, so that's the Shiloh giving a gift. So there's a, a few things going on. There's a kidding on Shabbos. There's a concept of of give, of a tircha. So. One thing we see from that mission is if they're going to use it, if it, if it has a use on Shabbos, so a bottle of wine, the classic psak, there's more details, but the classic uh, psak is that if people are going to use it, you bring someone a bottle of wine or dessert, that is fine on Shabbos Yontov. So that's one halacha. In this b'risa, it says you can't give the sandal summer. You can't give this sandal with the nail in it. Why not? Because of the same reason of Shabbos. So why? So why? It didn't happen on Yontov. It only happened on Shabbos. Like Mars says, but Shabbos, my timer. What's the reason why we can't wear this on Shabbos? Because people come to shul, people, ga- people gather together, and, and then that's the story of what, ha- of what happened. You know, typically people get together on Shabbos, so they can rem- remember shoes getting together. Shabbos, it's going to be Agmas Nefesh. Yantif Nami, Ikka People get together, and they're going to remember the story. So the Gemara says, Tainas Tzibar, Ikka but by a Tainas Tzibar, by a, uh, a fast day, there's also kinufia. People get together. So, so the Gemara says, and so Litzar should be also to wear this sandal on a tainus. The Gemara says, That was only when they gathered together because they couldn't go to work on a Shabbos or Yantif. But this was, the story was when they got together on a Shabbos because they couldn't go to work. So only that resembles this story, and that's when Shabbos and Yantav, a person cannot wear a sandal hamasumer. So the truth is, it has nothing to do with Hilcha Shabbos, really, as, as far as carrying on Shabbos. It's all about the, uh, 
that's only re regarding the story, so we throw it into the Mishnah. We're listing off things that we could or can't wear on Shabbos. One of the things you cannot wear is this Sandu Hamasumra. So I just want to... Really? Yes. Regarding the, so there's three, the three stories, three, uh, the, only the first one talks about the sandal, and that's what killed people, because they thought they were in the wrong direction. Oh, you're right. So Didn't... three are about noise, so what Shabbos... So if you look at Rashi, the way the way it sounds like is that the the trampling was done by these sandals. You know, uh, when you slide into second base. So if you're a dirty player, you you slide spikes up, right? I think that's uh, that became illegal in, in Major League Baseball, but that was back in the day. I think they have pictures of of the old time players who sl slide it. Daika, there you go. Jeff, Jeff is back. Okay, great. <laughs> so there you go. Alzheimer's day. There we go. So. That's what was happening. He used to sharpen the spikes before the game. He would sit out in front of the dugout with a file and sharpen the spikes so the other guys could see him, uh, how dangerous it's going to be. Yeah, to break up the double play, exactly. Like like a sheikh sharpening his knife. Okay, so 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 Shragi, So that's the that's the terror. So that the the damage came from these spikes that they were kicking each other, stepping on each other. So that, that also is Agmas Nefes to remember so what happened. The first, the first case could also be that Dachlu. You know, they, they, Dachu says that you don't need the case where they were the wrong direction. Right, no, in Ekonami. But that, that's the story. Kasha Fanamaisa, right? That's the story. The story was that they, they saw the footprints and they thought that everyone, that they were going to come. So that's why they got all, all nervous. Okay. The shoes aren't enough to create an issue of courage. I'm sorry, what? These shoes aren't like spiky enough to do courage. Oh, interesting. So forget about carrying, would it be an interesting courage? So, I don't know. Either way, it will be a Dover Shein and You don't have Kavana for that, so you have you have Shimon. If it will be a Pesik Reishe, I don't know. It's an interesting question. Why, why would that not be a problem? High heels again. Chaim, you're just looking for reasons. <laughs> no high heels on Shabbos. <laughs> okay, so there's actually a very interesting uh, Taz, which which uh, I said I'll discuss. So there's a... Uh, the Beis Yosef and Simon Kufpei and our Chaim brings down from the Rokeach that you're supposed to cover your knife by benching, because he brings, so there's two reasons the Beis Yosef brings. One reason is that when it comes to the Mizbeach, the Pasuk says, barzel. we shouldn't have iron on our Mizbeach, and when we're benching, when we say Dvarm Shabbat on our Shulchan, on our table, it's Daimel on that's a famous reason. And then he brings the Mechilta. The Mechilta says, um, I'm sorry, not Mechilta, the Shibali Aleket. The Shibali Aleket says that that Rab Simcha brought down the following story. Pamachas and there was someone that was benching. He got to the bracha of Boini Yerushalayim, and he remembered Chorban Abayis. He took the knife and he stabbed himself. So therefore, the minig is to remove it from the table when it comes to benching. So this is a discussion about Shabbos. Now, by the way, if you look at the Achroinim, they don't say that we're assuming we're going to do it ourselves. It's just a zecher to that. So the Taz writes, so there's a discussion regarding Shabbos. So do you have to cover your knife on the table or remove the knife from the table when you bench on Shabbos? So the Taz writes that since this story, <clears throat> so we're only worried about the, uh, the, the story the way it was. If you look at our... Uh, our, our Gemara, we're focused on when exactly this happened. So he says, <laughs> he says, <laughs> it must be that this story took place 
during the week. And since the story took place during the week, therefore a person is allowed to leave the knife on the table on Shabbos. Another reason brought down, and so I think the Piskei Chubas brings this down, is that since if you remember the story on Shabbos, so then... So then you're going to give yourself Agamemnon's Nefesh. The point of why we do it, no one's stabbing himself by saying Bani Yerushalayim. No one's on that level. We barely cry on Tisha B'Av. Who's stabbing themselves when they say Bani Yerushalayim? However, what, what it does teach us is that there was once a person that when he said Bani Yerushalayim, he stabbed himself. So let's have Kavana. So how do you have Kavana? By covering the knife. But to do that on Shabbos, you're giving yourself Agamemnon's Nefesh by remembering the story. So perhaps that's a reason not to do that on Shabbos. Okay, let's keep going. Now, we said that we were focused on the Maise Shehoya Kachoya. The story was on Shabbos, and therefore we're machmir not to wear these things on Shabbos or on Yantav. Now, So the Gemara doesn't give you any information of what it's talking about, but there's a Tesefta in the Sechta's Para, which says the following story. There was once a, a boat that was transporting the Para Dumor, the Mechatas, uh, on the Jordan, uh, there's a lot of noise, on the Jordan uh, River. Okay. And they ended up figuring out that there was a kezayis of a mace on the boat, and they had to throw out the paraduma, the mechatas. So they made a takana that you cannot transport the mechatas, the ashes from the paraduma, you cannot transport it on a boat. So over there, Rabbi Hanina said, it's only us, sir, on the Jordan River, Ubasvina, and on that boat, the same exact situation. So maybe you should say the same thing should apply over here. That only Shabbos, the story happened on Shabbos, not on Yantiv, so maybe it's only on Shabbos. So the person said, no. That's only when it came to the Yardin. Why? Because the Shadi, it's different, Mishar Naharis. You could start saying when Chazam made a Takana, they made a Takana on the Yardin. What? But a different river? No, river, all rivers are different. Ava Yantav is Shabbos, Kia doesn't know. Yantav and Shabbos is the same thing. Yantav is Shabbos. It's basically the same thing. There's one exception, right? The Tanam Mutta Mishnah Megillah ain't being Yantav the Shabbos, El Eichanafish Bavad. Eichanafish is different, but everything else, you like candles, you have Lacha Mishnah, you have a regular, it's almost like Shabbos. So since it's almost like Shabbos, it makes sense to include it in this Xera, uh, and therefore one should not wear this sandal on Shabbos or on Yantav. Okay, next. Amr Rabbi Yehuda Mashmul, Lo'ishonu this halacha that a person cannot go out with a sandal hamasumor, that's ela lechazek. When these uh, nails are there, lechazek, to strengthen the shoe, the, the sandal. Avalonai, but if it's done for design, mutter. It would be allowed because that's not the same story, and therefore it would be fine. The kama lenoi, and how many would it be considered linoi? Up to how many nails can be there? And that's called a design. So you have to ask your uh, your designer. But we're trying to figure out what would be reminding people of the Maise Shahaya. Five in your right sandal and, and five in your left one. Seven in each. So either five or seven. Now why not six? We'll see that we typically wouldn't use an even number because there was one in the middle to hold down that strap. So I'll tell you how, how you set up these five. So we're going to designer school. Two on the outside. Two on the, the instep. One by the straps. So that's how you have five. And one by the straps. So it's either five or seven, so two, two, one, or three, one, two, one, two, three, one, three. Mesve, they asked the kasha like this. 
sandal hanoite, you have an uneven shoe. So you're, you're trying to fix it. So the halacha is oiseloi sheva. You could, you could put up to seven nails in the sandal and you're still allowed to wear it on Shabbos. That's divi rabbi nasan. That's the opinion of Rabbi Nassim. Rabbi, Rabbi, Mater B'Sholosh Esri. Rabbi says you could even have 13. So what's the kasha? We see two numbers here, 7 or 13. We just said 5 or 7. Now we see 7 or 13. So according to one that said 7, we found the source. The Bishlam, the Rabbi Hanino, who said 7, who Dharma Rabbi Nassim. He goes like Rabbi Nassim. Al Rabbi Yochanan, who said 5, Dharma Kaman. Who does he hold like? He's being too machmir. So the Gemara says, who Dharma Rabbi Nehoi Roy? He holds like Rabbi Nehoi Roy, the Tanya, Rabbi Neharoi Oimer, Chamesh Mutter Vesheva Aser. Rabbi Neharoi says five is Mutter and seven is Aser. So it's not a problem. So we have three different opinions. You have five, you have seven, and you have up to 13. Three different opinions of how many nails in the sandal are considered for aesthetic purposes, and how more than that would be strengthening the sandal, and that would remind us of the story, and it would be Aser and Shabbos. So Amalei Eifa, this person named Eifa, said to the Rabbi Barachana, he asked Rabbi Barachana, Atun, you Tamidi Rabbi Yechanan, you the Tamidi Rabbi Yechanan, Aviru Rabbi Yechanan, you have to be machmir like Rabbi Yechanan, only five nails in your sandal. Anan, we were from Babel, Na'avik Rabbi Chanina, we go like Rabbi Chanina, we can have up to seven nails in our sandal. Rabbi Yechanan held five, and we hold seven. Boi Minei Rav Huna, Rav Ashi. So if we ask Ravashi, a different different uh, discussion here. What are we is five allowed? So I'm like, I feel a shava mutter. Why asking me about five nails? You could even have seven. So he's, then he said, Teisha my, what about nine? So I'm like, or even eight would be usher. Seven, but ad kind. Once you pass seven, then it will be usher. There was a certain shoemaker. Uh, a shuster, he asked Mirab Ami to fore me bifnim. Let's say you tied it, you uh you tied a Some. Oh yeah, you sewed. Good. Moish, what do I do without you? Tfarim me bifnim, if you sewed a uh, a, sm- a soft leather shoe on the inside of the sandal. Like a like a uh, an insert. Mahu what would the halacha be? So I'm a lay mutter. Valayadana my time. It's mutter, but I don't know why. So Mravashi Vlayada Mar My Taima, you don't know why it's mutter. It's 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 so obvious. Kaywin did Tfarimibafnim, since you tied a you uh, sewed a leather insert into the sh- into the sh- into the uh, sandal havali middle. Now it's a regular shoe. The sandal gozubira banan, the chazamid exera by a sandal. There's no gazero when it comes to a minnow. In uh, Evan Ezer, when it discusses the halachas of, of chalitza, so it brings this down. There's a machalakis we showed him how to understand this gemara. What does it mean when you taught, when you sewed something in? And based on that, you have a discussion what is considered kosher for the uh, sandal, shel chalitza, the sandal of the beidina, as the gemara calls it. Based on this, if once it's already status of a shoe, it is no longer considered a sandal, a sandal, and it will, will be possible for chalitza. Rav Abba Bar of Abba Baravina, he asked the following question: Asoi kimin cowboys. So cowboys looks like a uh, a horseshoe. It looks like if you have many gemaras have a picture on the side. Shape. What is exact shape? Okay, you made it like a cowboy. Some trans. Right, so you have the two uh, nails going into the shoe. There's no nail sticking out. The problem was the nail would stick out like a spike. So if you got the nails coming in like a staple, so what would be the halacha? So ma'am, I'm only mutter. It's mutter. It's my nami. I'm Rabbi Yosef Rechnina. Asoy came in cowboys. Mutter. If you made like a cowboys, it would be mutter. I'm Rabbi Sheshes Chippo. 
kula b'masmaris k'dei shaloi tehei karka oichaltoi motor. Let's say you buy a shoe and you walk a lot. And you know your shoes are going to get ruined. So here you're not strengthening the shoe, you're just trying to save your heel by putting a lot of nails there. Halacha is it's mutter. That's Rafshesh, Hippokul, Masmar, Kadesh, that the kaka, the ground, shouldn't consume your shoe, shouldn't, shouldn't uh, eat it up. Mutter, it would be mutter. Tanik, Kavasi, Dirab, Sheshes. So you have a brysa that uh, goes like Rafshesh, Layetia, Ish, Besandal, and the summer. A person cannot go out with a sandal, and the summer. A, uh, one of these sandals, you can't walk around from room to room, from one bed to another bed within the same room, you cannot walk around with these things on Shabbos. Let's say you needed something to cover your, uh, I don't know, to cover your pickle jar. You're allowed to use it to cover something. Let's you have a chair or a couch or a bed that's uneven, and you want to even it out, you don't have any uh, tennis balls, so you get a uh, one of these shoes, you put it there, and you are good to go. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Shimon Oyser, meaning according to the Tanakhama, it's muksa and it's called a klisha malachtal iser. You're not allowed to wear it on Shabbos, but we know a klisha malachtal iser. Let's see a hammer. If you need it for to hold open something, to crack open a nut, halacha is you allowed to use it. So this fits into that category. I'm not allowed to wear the shoe, but I can use it. Comes along Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Shimon. He says no, it's aser. What's the reason? So Rashi explains, if I be allowed to move it, I'm going to end up wearing it. I wear it the whole week. So the Gemara says, So let's say most of the nails fell off. And you have four or five remaining. Mutter, you're allowed to go out with it. Rebbe Matar at Sheva. Even if I have seven left over, I could still walk out with it. Another halacha chipol ba'ar melamata. The cover in the smores melamala, you wrapped uh, leather on top, on bottom, and you put my smores melamala and you uh, nail it in. From above, mutter, it's mutter, because that's different than the original sandal of the Takana. Asoy kimin kabus. If you made it like a kabus, you made it like this, uh, the, these nails. Oy kimin tas, or like a bar. Oy kimin yasid, like a steak. Oy shechipo, kula b'masmaris. Kadei shaloitei kaka echaltoi. Or you, you, uh, you put a bunch of nails in there to make sure the ground doesn't ruin your heels. Mutter, it's mutter. All this is like Rav Sheishas, that... He said, Fine. So the Gemara says, hold on. This Bryce itself doesn't make any sense. Amrit, the, the beginning of the Bryce says, If most of them fall off, that means, let's say there was 100 nails on this sandal, and 51 fell off, so then it's mutter. That's the beginning of the Bryce. Even though you have 49 nails left, the Mishnah said it's mutter. Vahadatani, in the same Brysa, you said, Arbai, Chamesh, and if you have four or five left, then it's fine. Sounds like if I have six? No, and for sure not if I have 49. Tfei, Loi. So that's a Kasha. I'm not Sheshis, like Kasha. Kan, Shenigmimu, Kan, Shenekru. It depends what happened to those nails. If they got flattened out, Nigmimu was leveled out, so people could see that there originally was nails there. So then, that's not similar to the original case of sandal, and it's fine, as long as you have most of it gone. However, if it's kan, this case is shenekru, if it was pulled out, it's uprooted, there's no longer any nails there, so then it looks like a regular sandal with five nails, we have to be concerned if there's a little more. Now, the, the bride said, arboy chamesh mutter, four or five. Now, what type of number is that? If you tell me five is mutter, arba mi boy, you tell me four. If it's a small sandal, then only four is, is allowed. 
V'chamesh misandu gadov. It's a bigger sandal, so then up to five remaining would be allowed, but anything more would not be fine. For Rebbe Matar at Sheva, Rebbe holds, you could have up until seven. So there was one second. Rebbe holds seven. Vatani Rebbe said, Rebbe Matar at Shalashasri. Rebbe said, you could have up to 13 nails. So the Gemara says, Noita Shani. When Rebbe's case, when he said 13, was when the shoe was uneven. When you have an uneven shoe, then Rebbe said you could have more than seven, you could have up to 13. So now, lucky now that you're, you're telling me there's a difference between uneven versus a regular sandal, so the Rabbi Yechon Nami Lekash, we brought this entire brysa, because Rabbi Yechon said five. Then we brought a brysa that said, when it's uneven, you have one cheetah saying seven, and Rebbe says, Rebbe says seven, and Rebbe says 13. So we asked, who does Rabbi Yechanan go with? So we have this whole, we have to figure out Rabbi Nairoi, another Shita. The Gemara says, in other words, differentiating between uh, an uh, uh, uneven sandal and a regular sandal, and uneven could get more, more allowance, the Rabbi Nami is that a kash Rabbi Yechanan? he could hold that noite, when it's uneven, that would be different. Amurav Masna, Amurav Amurav Achadvoi, Bar Masna, Amurav Masna, Either way, the halacha was in halacha for Rabbi Rav Shimon. Halacha is not like Rabbi Lazar Rav Shimon, and a person is allowed to use the sandal to cover a keli on Shabbos. So the Gemara says pshita. Of course, the halacha is like like the Chachamim. Yachid v'Rabim halacha k'Rab. When you have the minority against the majority opinion, we go with the Rabim. So the Gemara says Malatim. I would have thought Mistaver Taima the Rabbi Lazar Rav Shimon. It makes sense. He's logical. Then you're gonna end up wearing it if you're allowed to carry it around the house. So Kamashma, no, still he told me we paskin like the Chachamim, that one is allowed to use it to cover a keli or to support the couch. shari. If not, that they would call me the Mekel Rabbi from uh, from Bavloi, that's Shari Yisuri, that is Mater, you know, Yisurim, Sharina Beituva, I'd be more Mekel. And I would say you could have many nails in the shoe, and it would not be a problem of wearing the sandal on Shabbos. Vikama, and how many would he allow if they would not have called him and labeled him this uh, Mako rabbi? So, the Pumbadisa, Amrin. What? This bubble guy. The Pumbadisa, Amrin, Esrin, Va'arba. Pumbadisa. They said that he allowed up to 24, and Basura and Sura Amun Esen retired, and only 22. So Rav Nachman Yitz, like, how do you remember this? The Simanech and the Simon to remember it is Ad Asa Mi Pumpadisa Lasura. By the time it takes to travel from Pumpadisa to Sura, you're gonna lose two nails. Chaser Tarti, you're gonna lose two nails. So in Pumpadisa was 24, and in Sura was 22. There's an interesting, just to, to end off with one thing. There's an interesting uh, discussion which on, on this. Uh, on this concept of these nails is found in the Yushami. The Yushami says, the Yushami in, on this Gemara asks the same question. How come they didn't make this Gzera during the weekday? So we know our Gemara says, you know, the Maisa Shahaya. So the Gemara said like this, uh, that it wasn't typical for people to have two pairs of shoes. So once you tell me that you can't wear these shoes on Shabbos, so it's, it goes without saying they're not going to wear it during the week because nobody had two pairs of shoes. So you have Machlekes had to understand that. According to the, uh, the Carbon Ada, he says, like I said, that nobody had two pairs of shoes and there would not be a problem. However, the Pnei Moshe writes that the Gemara is asking Akasha, what do you mean? If, don't people wear two shoes? So based on this, you have Machlekes, do, does a person need to have separate shoes for Shabbos? 
Now, why would you think you do now? Of course, it's nice to have separate Shabbos shoes, but the question is, there's a concept of a to have separate clothing for Shabbos. Does that include shoes? You know, your, what people call Shabbos shoes. Is that necessary? So, so the uh, Rav Paulin, he brings a fascinating raya. He says that if you look at Birchas HaShachar, we make a bracha of Malbish Arumim, that our Kavish Baruch clothes us. That's one bracha. And then we have another bracha, of on my shoes. So obviously shoes are not part of the, the discussion regarding clothing. So this is an interesting, uh, you know, just a, a tidbit on today's daf regarding the concept of wearing Shabbos shoes. All the Paiskim agree that it's definitely nice, but it's hard to find the Makar. In fact, the Yerushalmi would be a Raya that they didn't wear. According to the Karbanaidah's reading of the Yerushalmi, the Yerushalmi answered the reason why they didn't make the Xera during the weekday is because once it's us to wear it on Shabbos, they wouldn't have a second pier for the week. So interesting uh, discussion in the person regarding the obligation of wearing uh, separate shoes for Shabbos. Okay, Yashikayach.